you guys bootstrapped this business, right? And for anybody watching, what that means is you did not have investors, right? You don't have the VCs and like that kind of stuff. Even though you did say e-commerce, it's not like, it's not that kind of a business. So what were some of your challenges bootstrapping a business like this? So yeah, the biggest challenge is running out of money. Hi, I'm Beth Hockberger, CPA, CGMA. This channel aims to educate you on tax, tech, crypto, and finance-related news. Come learn how to grow and keep your wealth. And on today's Finance Friday, we have one of our really awesome clients. I have Diana Moss from Mini Melanie, which is a bakery, and they make delicious stuff because if you scroll down a little, you'll probably see my unboxing video because they sent me a box of gluten-free vegan truffles, which I realize sounds weird, but they were absolutely delicious. I had to hide them. <laughs> so I got to eat all of them by myself. <laughs> so I'm like, no, nobody else is going to appreciate this, but me, I'm eating them all. So I did eat all of them, sadly, or happily, <laughs> whichever way you put that. So to tell you a little bit about Diana, uh, she was a human rights lawyer. I think it's really cool, uh, turned entrepreneur, and she brings a uh, passion for flawless operations, delivering superior service to Mini Melanie's customers. Prior to Mini Melanie, Diana ran various sales and operation team over the course of eight years at One Fine Stay, a hospitality startup now part of Core Hotels. I don't know if I'm saying that right, sorry. <laughs> I got it. All right, cool. She graduated from Emory University University and lived and worked in London. That's awesome. So Diana, welcome for thank you for coming on. Um, and you actually run this with your sister, right? Yes, exactly. Happy Friday. Great to be with you and chat all things desserts and mini Melanie. So yes, I'm the co-founder of Mini Melanie. We are um Primarily an e-commerce dessert business. We ship beautiful, delicious treats nationwide. Everything from the truffles that you described, um, which are cake filled, a little bit different than other people do them. Cake pops, layer cakes, cookie cakes, um, whole line of products that are perishable, but can travel really well, even in these extreme temperatures. Um, so yeah, I run the business with my sister, Melanie, um, which is really fun. Um, we love working together. And Melanie's background is in food restaurants um she also has appeared on a few food network shows she oh, was cool <laughs> yeah yeah melanie won chopped and has competed against beat bobby clay so oh. with a lot of um knowledge on desserts and food and yeah, that's really cool baking cooking on your feet <laughs> um in crazy pressure situations um but yeah we run the business together we're co-founders um and our 50 50 owners um so yeah, love what we do. That's great. So, okay. So you guys bootstrapped this business, right? And for anybody watching, what that means is you did not have investors, right? You don't have the VCs and like that kind of stuff. Even though you did say e-commerce, it's not like, it's not that kind of a business. So what were some of your challenges bootstrapping a business like this? So yeah, the biggest challenge is running out of money and keeping, <laughs> yes. you know, making sure, you know, we're, you know, cash accounting business that we have enough money for rent and payroll and all those, all those things. So it's yeah. kind of being really focused um, about what our objectives are, because each one is, is super important that we 
set and and commit to and also um, you know get there in the end because whatever our quarterly yearly goals are we know that that is what we need to meet to keep the business alive because you don't know where where the next money's coming in and you know as a bootstrap business we are reinvesting all of our profits you know back into the business to um, continue the growth that we have and basically our capital structure is you know, growing as fast as we can reinvest into the business. <laughs> so what are some things that you have found that have helped your growth along? Like, obviously the reinvestment is important, right? You need to be able to have the facilities you need, the equipment you need, things like that. But is there anything in particular that really helped with growth, like marketing or anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things with being a bootstrap business and working with, you know, having a really good co-founder, someone who you trust and can, can communicate well with is kind of making those quick decisions, which when you have a board or advisor or investors um, sometimes takes longer and is more challenging. Yeah, because everyone has an opinion. <laughs> exactly. So that is, I would say, the best thing about being bootstrapped, that between the two of us, we can kind of run things by each other, yeah. make smart decisions, and be really nimble and change course very quickly. And especially in these crazy times when you're dealing with a pandemic or inflation, just changing customer behaviors, it's super important. We've had crazy two and a half years of pivoting, um, like, like most businesses, um, you know, we actually originally started the business as a local catering and events company. We also had a retail location, literally March, 2020, everything went to zero. Everything was canceled. Everything was closed. We actually didn't have an e-commerce shoppable site at that time. Oh, wow. That was born from COVID. Um, yeah, we're really happy it happened. It was on our sort of to-do list, but something like that was really accelerating. Yeah. It changes your timetable a little bit. I think when you're like, oh, wow, look, we're out of business. If we don't figure out what to do and turn on a dime, like boom. So that's impressive. Yeah. And that really helps that it was just like, okay, let's take, you know, throw out the, you know, 2020 business plan, change it really quickly. Um, and you know, now we're an e-commerce company and we, you know, made all those investments, a new website, you know, spending on different marketing channels, um, building out our newsletter um, and just finding customers. And luckily we had a loyal customer following already. So a lot of our corporate clients that we worked with, instead of doing office catering, they're like, oh, our, all of our customers are now spread out all over the country, not in the New York office anymore. Let's send them their birthday gifts every month at home. So we, you know, work with a lot of companies on birthday gifts instead of having like the, you know, once a month birthday happy hour in office, we send a treat to each employee who's now at home. So little tweaks oh, like that yes. to kind of work with our existing customers in a new and different way. And we've always been about um, celebrations, um, you know, cake means celebration. So just finding we ways go together. To yeah. <laughs> Finding ways to still keep the celebrations alive, even though people weren't doing them live in person. We've done Zoom baby showers, Zoom engagements, you know, all those things um, happened throughout the, the pandemic. Um, and we were still there for our customers and really grew our demographic because now we ha can have customers anywhere in the country, not anywhere. just here. Right. So it really grows your customer base. 
Um, and I think what's really impressive is that you were able to figure out make good. I mean, look, I'm a CPA. I work with a lot of different businesses and different industries. People who could not figure out how to very quickly adapt during that pandemic and during the the changing, like constantly changing rules, uh, you were out of business because you had to. It was it was literally life and death. Like forget the pandemic portion of it. Um, you know, you really had to be able to turn on a dime. So that's really impressive that you guys were able to do that, especially with something where I think it'd be easy to say, oh, we can't do this. We can't ship these delicate, perishable things all over the country. And yet you guys figured it out. So when you, when you need to make those kind of big changes like that, and probably other than the pandemic, you're not making that large scale of changes, but, um, how do you, how do you like figure out the process, you know, cause I can't imagine a retail store operations are the same as the e-commerce operations. I mean, there might be some similarities, but how do you work, work through that? Yeah, no, it's a really good question. And we work through it together. I mean, a lot of the changes we made were in launching new products testing out how to ship them how to make you know how to make sure they arrive each each product has a different type of packaging different insulation different ice different ship from frozen you know everything is particular so we you know determine a lot what our customers are asking for what they want and figure out how to make it happen so that's kind of creating the product testing it getting all the packaging materials and making sure it lands um in the right location. And, and to be honest, we're still going through a lot of the challenges. It's, you know, you can call it post-pandemic, mid-pandemic, but like the world hasn't leveled <laughs> off yet. You know, no, we it really hasn't. No, we saw a huge boost in e-commerce. Um, for some of the reasons we mentioned, people were gifting and celebrating across the country and sending things. Now, thankfully, people are back together again. Some people are even back in the office again. Um, People care more about what they look like and maybe aren't eating as much. So, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the, um, the lift and growth we saw from e-commerce, you know, we don't know, was that a purely a pandemic thing? It's leveling off a bit, a bit. So we, you know, have decided to make different investments in the business. Like luckily we have a lot of different products, a lot of variations. So one of the things we've been focusing on over the last two to three months, because we have seen a plateau in e-commerce growth is our wholesale business. So our, you know, people now that they're not shopping online are going into shops more. It's summer, people are traveling. There's a lot of great, you know, food shops. Um, I know you were just, you know, on the Jersey shore. So there's yep. like really cute <laughs> shops there. So we actually are selling some of our products, our cake pops, our truffles, and a new product we're launching. Um, that's a cake filled stuffed cookie, um, Ooh. which is, yeah, it's a new product for us because it has a long <laughs> shelf, a long shelf life. Um, so to, to put in a retail location, a store, um, that's been really critical. So we quickly said, let's kind of come up with this product. Let's have a wholesale distribution strategy, which is something, again, we didn't really focus on um, that we're now investing in because we see that channel yeah. opening up more. Yeah. Is there anything in particular you measure to kind of anticipate those changes? 
we'd love to be able to, you know, anticipate. Um, I know, other than the crystal ball, right? Uh, like, but I well, not anticipate so much, but like you start to see something that indicates there's a change happening. Yeah, and it, unfortunately it's a decline in, in sales in one particular channel or another. Um, you know, we're measuring right now against like 2019. Um, it's very hard to look at things year over year, especially because our e-commerce business is, you know, just two years old. Yeah, it's new, yeah. Um, we launched the e-commerce with one or two products. Now we have a line of like 10 SKUs. So, you know, that is a big challenge for a small business. Um, you have these targets and goals, but, you know, there's very it's very hard to find a, a, a solid year in recent history. That is true. Yeah. Measure against, um, but you Nothing's know, it's been normal for a while. <laughs> yeah. A regular, we know, we know for us, at least, you know, whatever could happen in the year, we're learning, we're reinventing, we're changing course, we're perfecting things because for us, Q4 is everything. Holiday mm -hmm. gifting is, gifting, yeah. we, could, we could be closed until November if we wanted to, um, you know, in some ways we are a seasonal business around Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Halloween, and Christmas holiday gifting. So for us, we know whatever happens, you know, up and down each month, Q4 is the crux of our business. Yeah, yeah, I, I think. I think almost every business is probably seasonal in one way or another. I mean, mine obviously is doing tax. You know, I always say April is my December because it's just, we're so busy. It's insane. Um, can't really close for the rest of the year, unfortunately, at least not in the last couple of years because pandemic and the related, but in the past, it's been very slow in the summer and now we're just busy all year round, which I guess, yay, but it's, it's different than my entire career was up until like two years ago. So it's a little bit of like a shifting mindset. Um, I do have a question for you though. So working with family, right? Plenty of people do it. It doesn't always go smoothly. So how do you guys deal with, and I used to work with my husband, like very closely, like he does work in my business, but not like in it, in it, we used to work much closer together in other businesses. Do you have any trouble like separating the, the like the sisters from the business partners aspect or vice versa? No, I wouldn't say we have trouble. Um, we we stay in our lanes to a certain degree. Luckily, like we have a different skill set, so they they complement each other instead of overlapping too much. Um, but we, you know, it is a small business and like I said, every decision is so important. So we would never kind of do something without consulting one another. Um, the benefits are, you know, we're really easy to find each other or reach and are really um, empathetic to personal family situations that take us away from the business. Because in these times, you know, it's really important to, you know, have flexibility when you own your business. Um, so, you know, I think that really helps. Um, we support each other. We pick up slack if one of us can't be there and can kind of hop in, but at the same time, know what we do best and allow each other that room to guide that strategy or decision-making um, as needed. Yeah, and, that, and that's the, I think, important part is like, know, know what you're doing. And don't step on everyone else's toes. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking to bake a cake. And <laughs> you don't bake the cakes, no. No, and Melanie no. doesn't do the finance. <laughs> it probably works out better that way. 
Um, fantastic. Uh, well, Diana, so thank you so much for joining. I have one last question. Obviously, you've got an interesting background. Do you have any like cool hobbies or mysterious talents or anything you could tell us about yourself? Well, yeah, no talents apart from having a sweet tooth and trying <laughs> desserts all the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, be, before mini Melanie, I, I was living abroad and have spent lots of time traveling. My husband is also running his third travel business. Wow. So, you know, I would say a hobby or a talent is being able to recommend kind of travel, food, things to do in many locations, um, just being that go-to person um, for people that we know, because we have a lot of knowledge and love for traveling. That, uh, as soon as I go somewhere more exotic than New Jersey, <laughs> that could know be, who to call. <laughs> that could be very, very helpful. All right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, we're going to throw a link to your guys' website and try their stuff out. And yeah, if you have, uh, if you're thinking about, I know it's not, it feels far away, but it's not that far away. If you're thinking about holiday gifting, which I've written, uh, I don't know if I've done videos, but I definitely have written articles about gifting in your business, but it's a great thing. It gets you in front of your, your clients and your customers and what a great way to do it with something absolutely delicious. So maybe uh, consider them if you're getting ready for your holiday plans. Thank you for sticking around. I hope you learned something new. Please leave a comment, like, and subscribe to my channel if you want to continue improving your tax and financial literacy. Bye.